position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Best Linux Games Podcast. This is uh, episode number, holy shit, episode number 58, being recorded for you on uh, 2015-1205. That would make it December 5th uh, at 10.05 a.m. Pacific time. Kind of weird to actually be recording at a normal time. But through, uh, you know, I'm not going to name any names here. I'm not going to point any fingers. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to. Say that it's all Ior fucking Molina's fault. I'm not gonna say that the uh, fact that we're kind of running in a seat of our pants, kind of fly by night, devil may care, kind of a uh, technical problems, kind of. You know, I'm not gonna say that any of that. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna point any fingers at Ivor fucking Molina, crack engineer. Ivor fucking Molina had nothing to do with our current difficulties. Um, in fact, you know, what difficulties? AI more? Huh? So, anyway, before we get started uh, this week, I'm going to have a shot. Uh, who should we drink to? I wonder. I wonder. Let's drink to, I know, my old friend, Ivor Molina! That's right. Don't you fucking look at me! Uh, anyway, uh, let's have some whiskey here. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to cover this week. Um, but let's, let's, one thing at a time, eh? Hey, Ivor! Here we go. Mm, cheers, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. 
whoever you may be. Mm. Of course, it wasn't Ivor Molina who drove me to drink. Was it Ivor? Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I got to be careful because Ivor is actually in control of my oxygen supply here in the studio. So um, anyway, uh, let's get straight to our top stories. Mm. Okay. Well, we only have one top story this week other than like our, you know, I mean, I would talk about the devastating, crippling, um, horrific technical problems that we've been having trying to get this show uh, together this week. Um, but, uh, who really cares? Um, so our top story this week is actually one that I've waited for and waited for and waited for for so long. Plague Inc. And I, you know, it depends on your outlook on Plague Inc. I love Plague Inc. and I highly recommend Plague Inc. Um, it's a super awesome game, but it's been in early access, uh, for, forever on steam i mean we're talking like i gotta say at least six months to maybe you know maybe even a year uh while they've been i mean and early access though meant that it was a complete game um realistically but uh they were trying to roll out this multiplayer uh functionality that is now in place so here's what it looks like uh plague inc now allows you to play versus Plague Inc. My plague versus your plague, bitch. Who can wipe out humanity fastest? And I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet because I've been trying to get some of uh, the games. There are a lot of games this week. Um, and we have two features, but I've been trying to get some of the games to work on our new setup and everything. Uh, so I haven't, I've delegated that, you know, for next week, uh, to get Plague Inc. and the versus, uh, stuff working. But, uh, my name on Steam is Skooky Sprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Find me on Steam, friend me on Steam, shoot me a message on Steam. And if you're, if you, like I, am, are a big fan of Plague Inc., uh, you know, let's get our Plague on, I'm gonna fuck you up, bitch. Uh, it's really exciting to me because, um, Plague Inc., which is actually an older game, it's been around for about two years, I really like it, I've beaten it. I, I know I've said I've beaten it about 500 times, um, on my iPad, it's gotta be upwards of like 300 times. I mean, that's like a conservative estimate because I can beat the game in five minutes, basically flat. So, um, the fact that now they've added verses to it gives me a whole other great excuse to fire up Plague, especially on Steam and especially on Linux. So there, that's a, that's our top story. Nothing earth shaking there, but our new and noteworthy, however, however, our new and noteworthy is very exciting this week. Um, so we're going to just go straight by the book. Um, oh shit. Steam decided to, oh, uh, other top story, still unable to get Counter-Strike Go to fucking run on this system. And I have reinstalled the operating system after wiping everything. Still cannot get Go to work. Fun believable. But anyway, <laughs> luckily the, the games this week have provided me with, if anything, other technical challenges, which are far more pressing and interesting than trying to figure out how to run um, Counter-Strike Go. So first off, we have uh, Into the Void. We're just going straight by the book here. I'm not going to uh, 
I'm not going to wait, wait this, um, too much. But anyway, we have Into the Void, which is a, oh god, oh boy! Thank you, Ivor, for torturing me with that. Um, we have Into the Void, which has gotten mixed reviews, but it's brand new. It came out December 4th, 2015. Uh, builds itself as a strategy RPG and exploration sci-fi game with an epic story and intense battles. Travel through space and discover the origin of a cosmic threat which destroyed Earth centuries ago. Fighter, okay, anyway. Blah, 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 blah. Basically, what it looks like is a third person, kind of like EVE Online, actually, in a weird way. Um, kind of strategy-based RPG ship management game. So far, the reviews have been mixed. It came out on December 4th. Um, it can be had for $9.99. Uh, and it's basically evenly split between I fucking hate this and I really like it. Um... It's not an early access, though, so I wouldn't depend on uh, this game getting any better. But it's new, and it is noteworthy, because it does look very pretty. Um, that's basically the only way that it made this list. So, there's Into the Void. Uh, up next, we have Valhalla Hills, which bills itself... It's a little expensive, uh, but it's right, guys. a new and noteworthy. Valhalla Hills character casting, scene one, take one, and action. Okay, well, we're looking at a video of a uh, Viking, a CG animated Viking, kind of cartoony, kind of cute, kind of makes me want to fist punch myself up my ass. Anyway, no, I'm sorry, I didn't say that. Um, Valhalla Hills uh, builds itself as lead your people, survive the wilderness, fight for honor, reclaim your eternal reward, a brand new strategy game from the developers of Cultures and The Settlers 2. And uh, it looks like, um, kind of like a weird cross between Lemmings and, uh, I mean, it's not like, it's not Lemmings at all, like, but like, you know, your units are like very large size, cartoony looking Viking motherfuckers. Um, it looks a lot like Age of Empires crossed with, you know, North Mythology crossed with a Disney cartoon. Um... And, uh, so far, I mean, it came out December 2nd. Reviews have been mostly positive. 207 reviews. So, I couldn't really ignore it. It is a little expensive. It's $26.99. So, be sure to check it out before you buy it. I mean, that goes without saying. Unless you're insane. Now, let's get to the games that I really care about this week. Uh, in terms of our new and noteworthy. First off, we have Steel Rain. And this game has frustrated me to no fucking end because it won't work with a Steam controller. It won't work with a plugged-in Xbox controller. It will only barely work with my actual keyboard and mouse, which is insane because this game is like so close to being absolutely all I would want to talk about this week. Here's what they have to say about Steel Rain. This is a polarity flow game. Um, that's the name of the developer. The last hope of mankind lies in your hands. Blah, blah, blah. Prepare for the ultimate shoot 'em up remix. Control two wings in three different formations and fight your way through a wide variety of overwhelming enemy fleets. Liberate planets, create colonies, research new technologies, skills, and more in this unique indie game. And to say that this game is a unique indie game is a super understatement. This game kind of, it, I mean, and I've tried and tried and tried to get this to work smoothly. Um, I can play it. It doesn't 
play that great. Um, it's a side-scrolling, uh, space shooter with humongous replayability. We're talking, it has, um, strategy elements to it, it has RPG elements to it, uh, and the actual in-game controls of your ship, which is, which are entirely upgradable, uh, allow you to deploy and upgrade and customize a huge variety of insane weapons and weaponry to fight, you know, the individual missions and stuff, um, and it doesn't seem like it has very linear gameplay at all. Unfortunately, and it, you know, I can actually get to display and stuff, but unfortunately, I, the controls are just a fucking nightmare. I don't know if this is true on every platform, but it is definitely true on Linux. It does not want to acknowledge the existence of the buttons of either an Xbox 360 controller or even of the Steam controller. Which makes it very frustrating because the game doesn't play all that well with a keyboard either. Like, I mean, there's stutter. Like, it's like, like, you know, if you're using ASWD, which I, I think that's what I had it configured to use. Um, if that's what you're doing, um, it's almost like it's getting overloaded with the constant input when you press like down to fly your ship down. Anyway, it's a beautiful side scrolling shooter. Uh, not, not super beautiful, but I mean, this looks like, this looks like one of the games that I've been waiting for for a long time. We're talking like, you know, 10 years kind of long. That's, that's, that's what we're talking about here. So, um, hopefully they'll get these, uh, issues sorted out so that we can enjoy it actually the way that they intended it to and intended it to be enjoyed. But, uh, Steel Rain, that's S-T-E-E-L, two E's, one L, Rain, R-A-I-N, uh, came out, uh, December 3rd, 2015. So far, the reviews have been positive. Seven reviews. Um, it runs on Linux, but it just does not run great. Um, I wish that the controllers would work. I wish that any controller would work. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about it later. Um, on in the week, maybe they'll square away some of these issues and stuff and make it, uh, somewhat more playable. Speaking of which, we have. <laughs> <laughs> we have Bound by Flame, which, oh man, this really kills me. Cause I, you know, even back in the day, like when I, when I used to work for the paper and stuff, I used to review games for a newspaper, um, one every week. Uh, it was, and I, I was also their bar, bar columnist. I, I, I did a bar review that was one per week and I did everything at the paper. I wrote all kinds of stuff. Um, not just, uh, entertainment writing, but like, you know, I did some journalism and, like actual hard journalism, like actual re reportage. Um, but anyway, back when I was at the paper, it was my policy, uh, you know, after four or five years, well, after like, maybe after like the first three years, I made it my policy to not ever go after anybody who didn't deserve to be go, to, you know, go after them. Like, so, you know, if some indie publisher puts out a game that sucks, you know, you're not going to hear about it on here. Um, we're here about the best Linux games you know, not the worst Linux games. And that was kind of the same thing that I brought to the, brought to the paper, but that was for, you know, all, all platforms and blah, blah, blah. And it was also 10,000 fucking years ago. Speaking of which, now that we're getting into nostalgia mode, let's have some whiskey. But anyway, I, <laughs> whiskey, whiskey time. Mm. My point here is that this next game really kills me. That I have to bring it up because it's definitely new and noteworthy. But it definitely, I've definitely had serious problems trying to get to work on my machine. Which 
are my problems, by the way. So that kind of sucks. It sucks to have problems that are your own. Or at least I can share them with Crack Engineer. I'm normally the technical genius. Um, anyway, uh, see, because I'm running a multi multiple monitor setup and, uh, this game came out, uh, evidently it came out on May 8th. 2014 but it is only recently as of like this week been ported to steam os which means linux um and it runs on my machine but here's what kills me steam and valve are highlighting this as one of the uh the uh massive highlight points for um steam os with steam controller compatible big picture you know, blah, they're really pushing this. And I was considering making this a top story, but I guess we're going to talk about it a little bit now. We don't have a deal section this week. We do have two reviews, though. So, um, but anyway, Bound by Flame on multiple monitors does not fucking work. And I can't, I've only spent like maybe 30 minutes. I mean, usually I spend a lot of time trying to bug check a, a game like this, but um, I only found it, you know, a couple of days ago. While I was recuperating from the uh, Steam Autumn sale. Um, and so far the reviews have been mixed out of 1,480 reviews, which is kind of interesting. Um, but now it's, that it originally came out evidently on May 8th, 2014, but not with Linux support. So anyway, um, I can't really comment too much on Bound by Flame, which looks like a fucking top tier, you know, very pretty game. Um, Let's see what, what they have to say. You are a mercenary possessed by a flame demon in a desperate world ravaged by seven ice lords. In this RPG where every choice counts, you will have to choose between unleashing the powers of the beast within and rejecting its demonic influences. Against the seven ice lords and their dead army. Fights in Bound by Flame are dynamic, but also extremely tactical. It looks basically like Victor Vran with swords in a closer isometric perspective, kind of like, a, actually it looks a lot like Mordor, actually, it looks a lot like Mordor. Um, I don't know, but right now, I can tell you that Bound by Flame, for the next 47 hours and 43 minutes, is 80% off from its $30 price tag, Steam really wants you to get this game, at $5.99. And remember that my problems with this game are due to my multiple monitor setup, not due to the game itself. So definitely check it out. It looks fucking awesome. I mean, it really looks cool. But the the fact that it looks really cool also kind of just like frustrates me because I can't run it on my <laughs> on my machine with my with my three monitors, uh soon to be five as of this afternoon. But anyway, uh, evidently it, it's supposed to be like the ultimate streamline, you know, uh, straight in, plug it in, plug and play runs with Steam OS, meaning us, you know, us, the Linux people, the little people. I would like to thank all the little taxes are for the little people. <laughs> thank you, Leona. Um, but yeah, with, with the Steam controller. So if you have the Steam controller and, uh, et cetera, then, Absolutely get this at six dollars down from you know thirty thirty dollars twenty nine ninety nine eighty percent off five dollars ninety nine cents you know blah um I would definitely pick it up which is why I picked it up but then I found out that I couldn't run it on my multiple monitor system um so yeah okay so 
Up next, we have 12 is better than 6. And uh, let's see if we can... Uh, <laughs> hang, on, hang on one moment. Okay, so yeah, we can't find it. Oh, well. I was going to play uh, a little quote from one of my favorite uh, movies, Mean Guns. 12 is better than 6 looks like a top-down... I bought this game. I bought actually every game that's on our list this week. I think that might be a first ever for this show. Um, I think I bought every game on our new and noteworthy. Oh, wait. I didn't buy Valhalla Hills or Into the Void. So I guess I've only bought, like, this game and the other game that we've mentioned so far. But 12 is better than 6. Here's what it builds itself as. Uh, is a dynamic top-down shooter with stealth elements presented in a Wild West theme. The action takes place in 1873, the high noon of lawlessness and cruelty all over North America. Um... This game looks fucking awesome. It looks like a hand-drawn, black-and-white, notepad version of shootouts of the Old West. Um, and I'm very excited to play it. I, I just picked it up. It came out on November 20th, 2015. So it's, you know, it's been out for like, I don't know, three weeks, I guess. Um, something like that. But, uh... Very excited to play it. So far, the reviews have been very positive. 175 reviews. You gotta see the video to really appreciate it. It looks kind of like a cross between Door Kickers and one of our featured games this week, Hard West. Um, but it happens in real time. Um, so yeah, that is 12 is better than 6. Uh, Yeah, um, and I, I also like the art style. So anyway, that, that, sorry, I got mesmerized there by a couple of reviews that, um, were just a little psychotic, like comparing it to Hotline Miami. But anyway, uh, Anyway, so yeah, the reviews have been very positive. That's 12 is better than 6. And uh, to recap, our new and noteworthy, we had Into the Void, which is kind of like the EVE Online-looking uh, space RPG, which I have not played. Valhalla Hills, which is kind of the cross between... Um, uh, well, it's not a cross between Lemmings at all. It just looks like Age of Empires with Vikings in an isometric strategy-based, you know, game that game is actually kind of expensive then there's steel rain which i even in spite of my problems playing it i am gonna have to highly recommend that people go check out steel rain is the uh, side-scrolling space shooter um with all of the upgrades all of the things all the complexity all of the multiple choices all of the all of the all of the that you know i've waited for for so long um, that's Steel Rain, and then we have Bound by Flame, which is what Steam is pushing right now. I'm sure you've seen it on the Steam page. Um, for total compatibility, you know, plug and play with, uh, Steam Controller and, uh, SteamOS slash Linux. <laughs> Linux slash SteamOS is what it should be, but anyway, I've ranted about that before. And then we had 12 is better than 6, an Old West style um, shoot 'em up in a top-down uh, black and white kind of notepad-looking kind of form. So that leads us to our features this week, because we don't have a deals section. I mean, fuck, if you're not tired of deals, then 
you're a sick, 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 sick person after the Steam sale. I mean, I bought, like, literally, I, I can't even keep track of how many fucking games I bought this Steam sale. But anyway, one of the games that I did not buy at the Steam sale, but had the misfortune of coming out right before the Steam sale, was Hard West. So, I think... Why are you still here? You made a deal with the devil himself. You promised you a shot at revenge. But it wasn't your soul he was really after. <laughs> you are the power. You think you the world. So, Hard West is one of my favorite games that I've played this year. It is, as I keep as I keep saying in my uh, screencasts of it, um, <laughs> Ivor, prepare yourself. It's XCOM and you! We all have a Billy Slater. I'm gonna teach you the meaning of the law. It is XCOM of the Old West, um, with a dark supernatural turn that isn't that that manages to both avoid, like it manages to avoid every major pitfall in a game, kind of like this. You know, like once you start involving shootouts with supernatural powers, um, there's a long history of games that have really failed in this in this regard, because they become ridiculous almost instantaneously. Um, I'm thinking of, uh, oh, Jesus, I just fucking forgot the name of that game. Uh, whatever. Uh, I fucking reviewed it for the paper. Um, anyway, Hard West is none of those things. Hard West is, is not tedious. It isn't, um, pedantic. It isn't, uh, it isn't ridiculous. It is very tactical. It's also not complicated. It's very simple. Um, but it's very deep. Uh, and the stories that you'll play through in Hard West, I'm almost, I, I've been trying to save this until I have, I've beaten the game completely, but I'm over six eighths through the game. There are eight different campaigns and I have completed six of them. Um, each one, depending on your skill level, uh, can last between, you know, two to four and a half hours-ish. They can be very, very difficult because this is one of those rare games that sets you up. There is no multiplayer component to Hard West. It is an entirely pre-scripted game. Um, when I say pre-scripted, I mean like, you know, the enemies are placed at certain positions, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But your choices in between the combat, um, combined with your actual choices and decisions in the combat, all combine to create, there's a choose your own adventure game that's kind of involved in it. Um, and there's this interstitial, uh, map kind of game that's involved in it where you gather resources and, 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 uh, supplies and stuff and upgrade your equipment if you wish. But all of this combines with the choices that you make in your actual firefights to make a game that is very old school in its uh, design ethos and is so totally appreciated by me because the great draw of games like this, you know, masterfully designed games like this, was that it presented game it presented the player not with um, a series of binary decisions to make, 
but with actual choices that are kind of invisible. They kind of either blend all together in the actual combat and execution of the game, or they blend all together in the sheer number of choices that led you, you know, to having this one super thing or whatever, or this one super advantage. And whether you use it or not is another thing. Um, and so what that meant was, I'm talking about like, you know, some of the greatest games ever made were designed this way. In fact, you know, Fallout 2, which, by the way, by my book, Blue Wizard is About to Die, which will be on Amazon in time for Christmas, um, as an ebook. Um, Fallout 2 was the master of this. Fallout 2 is the best example of this of any game ever. It presents you with an open-ended, uh, series, not of, you know, binary choices or of actual conscious decisions, but of actual tactical decisions that you make in basically real time. And they're, they're in, they're flush with the gameplay itself. So you're not consciously aware that you're making a real decision. Um, and that is the difference between a game that propels you through its tedium of checkpoints and pre-planned, you know, choke points and etc. like Call of Duty. Um, that's what separates a game like that, which is a shitty, horrible, nightmarish game. Um, I mean, really shitty, if you care at all about game design, which you should. Um, it, that's what separates a game like Hard West from Call of Duty. And beyond that, the stories that you experience in Hard West are told in such a way that they are not manipulative, they are not predictable, and they're not intentionally unpredictable. It's very much like the way maybe Joseph Conrad might sit down and, I mean, even though Joseph Conrad, you know, fuck, you know, who cares? Uh, Old West, yeah. <laughs> Joseph Conrad wrote, wrote a, if he ever wrote a novella about the Old West, that would be very interesting reading. But, um, it's kind of, it's very much like Hemingway. It's very much terse. It's very to the point. Um, and it, it's very surprising at the same time. It's very enjoyable. Um, that's at least through the first six, you know, campaigns you play. And these are static campaigns. But the genius of this game is that you can play those eight campaigns that, you know, there are in the game. I've had to play through several of them like three or four times. And they become more enjoyable because ultimately what a game like Hard West allows the player to do is find the way that they want to beat the game the best way. Their best way. Um, and that's a complex mix of strategy decisions and, uh, um, actual combat decisions and, you know, not being fucking wasted all the time. Uh, you can check out my videos of Hard West on YouTube. Go to our website, www.bestlinuxgames.com and check out, uh, our videos of Hard West. Um, I'll make sure to do another one right after I record and upload this show. Um, we, cause the one we have up there right now is kind of cursory and then we had all these technical problems with some of our other ones. So I haven't uploaded them, but yeah, Hard West, H-A-R-D-W-E-S-T by Gambitious Entertainment and uh, I hate it when they make this so hard. Uh, developed, developed by Creative Forge Games and published by Gambitious Entertainment. Really awesome game. XCOM of the Old West. Super easy to pick up. Super hard to put down. Um, great stories. Great art. Great graphics. 
um, and just, you know, a really good game. Right now, it's available for $19.99, or you can get the collector's edition. I have no idea what the fuck the collector's edition entails, but that's uh, $24.99. I guess that includes the soundtrack. Um, so that's Hard West. And then finally, in our show this week, we have an entirely different type of game. Uh, we'll, we'll only spend like two minutes on this. Um, Ironcast. And that's spelled I-R-O-N-C-A-S-T. So let's, right now it's available, um, for $12 and, oh wait, no, those are downloadable content. It's $14.99. And, uh, let's just hear just a moment of their little video. Ironcast established 1886. So, what Ironcast is, beyond a lot of fucking, fucking fun, I hate steampunk, and I think I may have said that I would never ever feature a steampunk game on this show. Well, Ironcast, actually, you know what, I'm pretty sure I, I did not say that, because, like, we did do vertiginous golf. Um, but anyway... Ironcast is a cross between, well, here's what they have to say. It's Puzzle Quest meets Faster Than Light in the steampunk Victorian era rogue light. I have no idea what a rogue light is. I imagine they mean rogue like. But anyway, so here's the whole premise of Ironcast. It's an alternate history, blah, 1886. They're giant fucking mechanized robots. Uh, fighting a war, um, France versus England, basically, um, in these giant mechanized steam powered robots. And the mechanism by which you control this war, your character in this war, there are multiple different characters that you can pick from, um, is a, the, the mechanism that you, that you play through the war is actually like puzzle fighter. Um, but instead of Puzzle Fighter, you don't build up towards a combo or anything. You actually, the different types of gems, you know, or whatever, they're called nodes. Um, they allow you to power up one of your systems. And they're like, they're, it's a very complicated game. It actually seems really, really stupid simple at first, but it is really complicated. And, uh, in between missions, you can use your salvage and stuff to level up your actual mech. Your character also levels up, but if you lose a mission, that's it. That's the end of the game. You do have a global experience pool that, uh, gain, that grants you permanent bonuses to, like, you know, you yourself, like in the human world, like, you know, you, like, as in, as in like, I'm sitting here in front of a microphone. Um, so those are like account global. So when you start the game again, um, with, you know, whatever character, certain bonuses are conferred to them. It is a really fucking fun game. Uh, it scratches an itch that I've had for a long time for a puzzle fighter esque, uh, you know, blah. The only thing that I do not like about Ironcast it's I O. It's I I O. Oh boy, the whiskey's catching up to me fast this morning. I R O N C A S T. The only thing I do not like about Ironcast is that there is no multiplayer component. But the whole faster than life. I mean, you get to I'm faster than light. 
idea. In between missions, you get to select which mission you want to pursue next. And, you know, as you learn and get better at the game, you start to realize the profound danger of losing a mission. Each, each, uh, campaign, I mean, the campaign that I've played, oh shit, starting again. Thank you, Ivor, for that. Um, is 10 missions long. That's the, it's the only campaign that I, I, I've been able to play. And I've only gone to the last mission on that once. And let's see how much time I've logged on this. 5.2 hours in the last two weeks. So that's like literally over like seven days of time. I've logged 5.2 hours on this game. So that's Ironcast. I highly recommend it if you want a puzzle fighter-esque game. But what we really need is a generic puzzle fighter game. Um, someone should go develop that. Uh, I looked into it a couple of years ago, but then I got subsumed in the quagmire of developing other things for other people and my own passion projects like RCR, Radio Control Room. But anyway, let's review. Um, our features this week were Ironcast, I-R-O-N-C-A-S-T, which despite the fact that it's $14.99, I seriously, you know, if you, if this is the type of game you're looking for, and I've never really played a game like this, definitely check out Ironcast. Um, and then Hard West, which, oh my god, I mean, like, I'm a fucking fanboy for Hard West. Um, Hard West is 20 bucks, and I would say, so far, it's completely worth it. I'm six-eighths through the game, and I have logged 28.8 hours. And then, uh, our new and noteworthy this week were Into the Void, Valhalla Hills, Steel Rain, Bound by Flame, and 12 is better than 6. Definitely check out Steel Rain and Bound by Flame. And I will see you next week. Uh, coming up soon on our uh, Best of the Year Awards. Uh, I haven't quite checked out the scheduling due to Ivor Molina's masterful handling of our technical difficulties. But anyway, cheers, thanks for listening. And uh, once again, check out www.bestlinuxgames.com for some of my uh, screencasts, you know, little playthroughs on YouTube of uh, Hard West. Uh, all right, later days. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.